welcome to the Self-Study Project, a podcast to deepen your practice through reflection with co-hosts Jenna Baird and Stephanie Gibson. Welcome to the podcast on energetic anatomy and the chakras, this kind of invisible section of ourselves, this invisible aspect that needs cleansing and needs awareness just as much as we are going to go take a shower every time that we, you know, need cleansing in that aspect or, you know, we, we know we have a respiratory system. We know that we have a digestive system, but we have so much more anatomy. In fact, we're mostly made of that, not just our skin, our bones, and our muscles that most of us are identifying ourselves as. We are actually mostly energy. And I don't know about you, Jenna, but the invisible aspects, you know, are sometimes, they're kind of hard to believe, but they're really there. (laughs) Yes. And they're often overlooked, right? Because we, you know, what we can see, we are able to identify with, but on such a subtle level, a lot of us in some way really do understand energy. We just have never really pinned it as that. Like we Mm -hmm. all know what it's like to like step into a room and kind of feel the energy of that room or There's a lot of these expressions, too, that we'll say that really are mostly about energy. Like, I felt it in my gut or, you know, Mm -hmm. just let let it roll off your shoulders. A lot of that's more energetic than it actually is physical. So, yeah, this is a great topic and really exciting to dive into as, you know, like you mentioned, we are mostly energy. And so it's really the time to learn more about ourselves. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like the only way to fully heal and to evolve as a human is to really understand this vast part of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cause each, each of the, well, I guess we should kind of introduce first, I guess yeah. is, you know, what parts are energetic anatomy? Because like I mentioned, you know, we have these recognizable parts. Um, you know, we, we know where our organs are. We've been able to identify those with science, but something that's kind of fascinating is that, science has also been able to identify these energetic bodies, these energetic anatomy components. And there are three different fields, um, including the biofield is what they call it, the local field, and then there are the pathways. The biofield is what, what our aura is. It's that, that energy that emits outside of our body and in the... Uh, you know, what you were talking about when somebody kind of is in a bad mood or people walk by you and they have negative energy or even positive energy or whatever it is, is that aura, that biofield interaction. And we even have things like Krillian photography that can actually see the aura and the energy field, the biofield around things. Then there are the local fields or the chakras, as they are known in a lot of uh, spiritual philosophical and ancient text. Then there are the meridians, which are also the nadis, and those are the pathways. And so we have these identifiable additional anatomy <laughs> that we we didn't really learn about. And, you know, the, the local fields, something that I think is super fascinating is that the local fields in some research done in the 1970s at UCLA's Energy Field Laboratory 
they actually were able to recognize specific regions on the skin that produced very rapid electrical oscillations. In fact, on the skin, it would be up to like 1600 cycles per second. Whereas next to organs, which we're fully aware are there, like the brain, for example, there was only oscillations of zero to 100 cycles per second or with our muscles, which we can feel and, and increase and, and feel tired because of our muscles. There's only 225 oscillations. And next to the heart, which a lot of us attribute to be the center of our existence, and there's 250 oscillations. Yet next to these local energy vortexes, essentially, of biophysical energy, there were upwards of 1,600 just tested near the skin. Isn't that I mean, there it is. They're right yeah. there. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. They, they organize our life force. They help extend our perception of the world around us. They, they move out forward. They spin. They can be felt. The, the easiest one to feel, unfortunately, is from heartbreak. Everyone can feel their heart chakra meet their second and first chakra, which is the sense of security, the sense of joy, the sense of creation, the love center is the heart. And it like it, it physically, we feel like it drops down into those lower chakras and, and, and feels like, Oh, things just got fragile there. And everybody has felt that or butterflies butterflies there is no butterfly in your stomach in fact where the butterflies come from your stomach is not even located at <laughs> that is your second chakra that is the energetic body and i would i would dare guess that everyone has felt those experiences of their energetic body wouldn't you say absolutely i think it's such a good point that you made because all of us have experienced some type of heartbreak and like on a bigger realm, I was thinking as you were talking, like why that happens. And as this podcast mm -hmm. is really all about self-study, right? And so mm -hmm. it's like, why do these things happen? But a lot of it is to tap us in to realize that we are more than what we give ourselves credit for. And the ability to feel even when it's really harsh at moments, you know, uh, when we have heartbreak or or those, the really exciting feelings of butterflies, you know, in your stomach, we've all I feel like have felt that. And it, it just is such a human experience and, um, helps us to grow and uh, learn more about who we are. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, it, and whenever we have, you know, well, whenever we have circumstances happening outside of our body, we have, there's a series of events that occurred prior to it that we had the opportunity to listen to. So the, the onset of disease or illness started from some sort of inner knowing like yourself, something in you. And it most likely came from this energetic body tried to whisper to you to create change. And we, often and very easily and definitely happens by the time disease has occurred we don't listen 
we didn't listen to that gut feeling, the gut reaction, the heart sinking down, you know, reaction, the tingling on the top of our head coming from a higher knowing of whatever source is there, the, the, the hair lifting on off, off of our, our, um, our arms, the goose pimples, all of these things that are energetic ways of your body saying, hey, let's listen. You didn't listen. Then the next step is usually outward observation. So somebody else now is, is, you know, noticing and they're trying to tell you and maybe you don't listen then. Then the next is some sort of physical reaction, usually lowered resistance, um, you know, illnesses and then potentially injury and then disease. Those are the courses that if we would have listened at the energetic body, like, oh, my hair standing up. Let me just take a moment and listen. What is that? You know, what's going on there? What is, what can I do for myself? Or just feeling the need for rest. And, you know, because we've all experienced some things that we can't control. And for me, a family loss, you know, lots of loss. And uh, they, in studies, they show that within two years of, severe loss of a family member, there is very often a cardiovascular related event, a medical diagnose, diagnosable condition that occurs in the heart within a couple of, within a two years, according to studies of, uh, of grief and heart break. So we really need to check in with those energetic bodies because according to ancient text, by keeping these clear and and healthy, we can prevent the physical onset, or we can help reverse the onset. What what kind of things have you done? Have you recognized? You know, whoa, my energetic body is trying to say I need some help. Yeah, that the energy body is constantly speaking, and that's why I love the practice of yoga because. I feel that um, life is so busy, right? And there's all these different things going on. And even though I'm a yoga teacher and own, and own a yoga studio, I find the value over and over again of just sitting still on my mat and really just noticing that my energy body doesn't back speak, but I was running, you know, so fast going to one thing to the next. And every time I drop in, it's like the body has a message and it is very subtle. So when I was kind of writing my notes, I love that you talked about that, that it starts as a whisper and um, it, it is called the study, you know, the subtle body because it, it, it has that, um, yeah, that subtlety to it. And, and it, um, it starts out that way, but I do feel that there's oftentimes if we really sit still, there's often a little cry out we can hear. Um, there is often um, anger that we can feel. Like, I, you know, we'll kind of kid around when we're in the, that yoga class and, you know, describe, you know, the glutes being kind of angry when we're doing those squats, you know, but that's can be really literal where we house, you know, anger. And, mm-hmm. um, and so there's all these little places that we pocket different emotions, different thoughts. And um, so it never ceases to amaze me that as I slow down, how much the body is in fact communicating and the body is really, really intelligent. It's just that our mind often goes, Oh no, no, mm-hmm. I know that's, you know, it just kind of wants to like hush it up. But as yeah. we really truly listen, it's like, wow, you, you know what you're talking about and you have so much information to share. And so often the work that I really love 
that I um, feel passionate to share being so emotional of a person, a lot of intensity of emotion and very empathic is to say to our bodies when we feel things, how would we want to talk to We had a technical difficulty. Sorry about that, uh, Jenna. You were saying? Yeah, I was just getting into into a little groove there, and then I hear it just <laughs> drop. But you know yep. what? That's all part of it. So, it's yeah. Mercury retrograde. Yeah, it must be. Is it really right at this it moment? It is. Oh, it is until March twenty eighth. I just realized that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. So I was just kind of getting into um, how energy speaks. Right? It's always communicating, and how we want to validate it because it it's more powerful. Like if we were with a friend, you know what we say to ourselves internally would be so rude, right? If we actually said it outwardly and, and it's uh-huh. like, you know what? I don't care. No, no, I'm not going to listen. But instead I support you. I hear you. I'm listening. It's what we want to, you know, do when our energy body speaks. And what I feel with the energy and why this is such an important topic is that it really, we just don't give enough credit for it because if we work our muscles, right, we talk about it. We're like, okay, your muscles are getting get stronger the more that you utilize them. And this um, practice, you know, here we go. These are going to elongate the muscles or this is going to help um, create a stronger type of muscle. But when it comes to the energy body, it's very similar in the way that um, we could liken it to, um, you know, a muscle being stronger. And so, when we activate a muscle, it gets stronger. And when we listen to the energy body, same thing. Like that energy is like, mm-hmm. I'm being heard. I'm going to, it brightens, it activates. And in fact, I know you and I have talked about this, how the more we listen and the more that we've done this work, it's almost, it's just undeniable. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't even think about not listening to it. It's like, yeah, I, I hear you. Unless, you know, life gets busy, but likening it to the muscle that gets stronger. And when we don't use it, literally the energy does get weaker. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, even on a completely psychological level, the chakras are believed to encode our experiences. And since each of the energy vortexes or energy centers, the chakras have a different theme, you know, moving from the bottom up, we've got survival. We've got creativity, identity, love, expression, deep perception, and then transcendence of the ego. And lots of people can feel like we were talking about the heart one. But when you're talking about the muscles and how readily noticeable musculature, muscular, mus- muscle-based <laughs> changes are easy to recognize, when you start to realize that areas of your life where survival rooted, grounded security. uh, What is that? That's your roof over your head. That's the rent. That's your relationship. That's finances. And when we start to see it's kind of a chicken and an egg, it's kind of hard to know which one was the beginning cause where was your root chakra and your sense of survival in jeopardy, creating a susceptibility like a weakened muscle, you twist your ankle, weakened muscle, you know, was the sense of security in your life creating this weakness in the energetic body or was it the energetic body, you know, first. So it's chicken and egg, but if we're working on both of them all the time, and especially the energetic body, we better handle the circumstances of our survival, our root chakra, our rent and the way we deal with our relationships or our experience and our sense of joy and our 
second chakra related things. If we're starting to notice that we have no recognition of joy, we have no ability to play, then, you know, we need to work on even the color and focusing on that bright orange that the second chakra has, because in um, spectrogram analysis and polychron contrast interference photography, they actually can see distinct frequency ranges, actually colors related to each chakra. And this is all now identified with science. So while we know my muscle is sore, I need to give it a rest, or there is a weakness, I twisted my ankle, think of the psychosomatic, the spiritual components, those invisible tied together aspects of the root chakra being your survival, the creativity of your second and all the way up to the transcendence of the ego. And, you know, this, it's so, there's so many tools you, like you were saying, when you sit down to, to meditate or like what we do with yoga, or the very notion of yoga is this integration of the mind, body and breath together as, and to be recognizing the flow and, um, you know, there's chakra clearing exercises, there's emotional freedom technique of tapping, there's all of these tools that you can use to support this energetic body and even to just learn it from the ground up. And so, you know, Jenna and I are going to be having an energetic anatomy course um, on April 4th, 2019 at Dharma Yoga Loft in Paso Robles from 6.30 to 8.30. And details will be... Uh, on the selfstudyproject.com and uh, also on our Instagram and also on, uh, on our Facebook. That way we can better help you because our podcasts can only go so long, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and then you, I remember you were talking too about the way that nature helps you with clearing and you know, just something that somebody could just start with today is just going in nature. I, I saw a picture of you and you, your arms were up and you were just full of joy and you could see the playfulness and it's like your chakras were doing well. And, you know, like they were feeling the, what you were doing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And interesting enough, like, um, you know, going through a really tough experience, but yeah, it's like, there is ways in which we can help clear it quite quickly. And so nature is like a huge way to do that. And I realized that there was like housed anger in each of my chakras. And so I knew that it was really important to be um, in nature. And also it was so interesting because that day there was a light sprinkle and the water element was just huge. And, and we know water represents emotion. It represents mm -hmm. kind of fluidity. And so, um, yeah, it was really powerful to do the work. And so in the beginning, like, um, a lot of movement. So even arms up, like it's, it's such a simple thing to do, but putting your arms up has an amazing gift. Um, I know, uh, an Ayurveda doctor talks about it. I think it's John Dollard and he talks about just the simple why in yoga, we raise our arms and, and how energetically it brings flow back to the lymph nodes. Right. And, mm -hmm. and on and on so many benefits. And, so um, when I did the chakra clearing recently, I sat with each chakra. This would maybe take work down the road as you learn more about the chakras. But I realized what was housed in each one of them mm -hmm. and um, was able to not actually necessarily completely clear it out. Mm -hmm. But what was so powerful, and I believe this to be the case, so 
I hope that everyone that's listening is not like you feel like you have to um, move all this aside. Mostly what we do is just simply recognize it and really the the higher knowing or the essence within knows how to actually take care of it. All that we really need to do for the most level is to just recognize it. Like, I see you pain. I see you hurting. I see that you are um, whatever emotion it might be. And in fact, not always trying to rush it along because sometimes it needs to sit there a little bit. So, um, so there's a powerful work and just simply recognizing and observing what is being housed. And really we think it's, you know, we overthink it, but if you just sit still and you do a little bit of breath work, it comes pretty quickly, Mm -hmm. like what you're feeling and what energy feels stagnant. And so I love that with like Chinese medicine and Ayurveda and Mm -hmm. yoga and Qigong, they all talk about stagnation. And if we think of a river flowing, that's, that's what we want to see. That river flowing means that there's, there's flow. And then if that river stops, you know, we know what it looks like. It's stagnant, a little stuck looking and bacteria ridden. And so our energy body is very similar. Um, it doesn't in fact like to be stagnant and there are ways that we can quickly clear it out. So movement's huge. Mm-hmm. The ability to uh, be observant, you know, recognize and mm-hmm. lots of breath work. Yeah. Those are just a few. Yeah. Yeah. And in Chinese medicine, you know, they, they talk about the meridians and, and they use it for acupuncture and these 14 major meridians that you can, you, you know, are a little more difficult to feel than the chakras where you're just observing. So we go to places like acupuncture to help move it around because they correspond with certain structures like the circulatory system, the lymphatic system, like what you said, arms up, lymph drainage, nervous system, um, everything is, is, is correspondent. So when you feel an emotion, you want to identify it instead of store it because you're, you know, in my practice, you get people who in their life don't speak up very much. And we find that they are the people who manifest throat chakra related illnesses, whether that be thyroid or nodes or, or different difficulties in the throat, even just hoarseness and things like that everything is super connected so I like you know that picture said it all to me and you know we have that picture posted to on our Instagram page uh, and the the podcast page it's just so you just look at you and you 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 can see yourself your aura is glowing for sure but you can see the work you did so nice yeah thank you well we we encourage our listeners to send in questions via email the self study project at gmail.com or visit us at the self study project.com because this is a big subject and we would love to answer questions and lead into our next podcast we will have many more on these tools and we would love for you to join us april 4th 2019 for our energetic anatomy course thank you everyone for listening thank you for listening to the self-study project a podcast to deepen your practice through reflection with co-hosts Jenna Baird and Stephanie Gibson. Subjects cover holistic health, nutrition, yoga, philosophy, spirituality, astrology, parenting, relationships, conscious living, sustainable practices, and so much more. At no time does this podcast offer medical advice and is for educational purposes only. 
It remains your decision to pursue any information and do not hold your hosts or their guests liable. More information available at theselfstudyproject.com.